It's Halloween week for the year 2020, and if you haven't been following NeoZaz.com, you might have missed all of the Halloween celebration content we have put out this entire month. But it's not too late to check it out. So visit NeoZaz.com and see what we have for this year's celebration, including a new edition of Matt's Crummy Halloween Comics Collection, all-new Best of Five specials, an all-new War of the Worlds week, and of course, the Halloween season one-off episodes that we have done for the past, I don't even know how many years now. So, one more time, check out the 2020 NeoZaz Halloween season celebration at NeoZaz.com. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Hello and welcome to the 2020 Star Wars in Character Halloween special. Oh, boogity that's that's Chris's that's Chris's <laughs> scary thing every time, <laughs> which could be scary or he's just cold, <laughs> yeah. or or I'm horny. It's the same sound I make when I'm horny. <laughs> it's all the same sound with you. Oh, catch a second. <laughs> My name is out, Dave. The outtakes of the one Christmas special where Tim and. Christopher Ghost and they're doing ooh oh and then just go ah <laughs> to give me a range of, of of sounds to work with. Well, my name is Dave, and of course the other fellas along for the scary ride are Matt, Chris, and Tim. It's the four regular Star Wars and character guys, and this is a part of what has become a tradition at NeoZaz, where the month of October is dedicated to Halloween. And I think it's something that everyone at NeoZaz across the board on every show, one thing that we all have in common is that we love Halloween. Would you agree? I certainly do. Yes. I guess. Except for this year, I think we're it's canceled everywhere. This year's going to be strange. <laughs> yeah, it's it going to be crazy. Yeah, we just had Halloween Horror Nights canceled not even a month ago, but they've opened two haunted houses for the season to give us something. So it's it's like there's that Halloween-ness of my year, but it's just not going to be the same. So I don't know. I'm going to see them tomorrow, actually. There's a media preview for it. So I'm not sure how I'm going to feel after that. I'll be like, it's going to be weird, I think. Okay. You're going to get to go into the park, though, and take yeah. a look at them? Well, 12, yeah, 12, they open at 12. At 11 to 12, they're bringing some of us in for some run-throughs to do uh, whatever we do. Like, I'll do a podcast on it. Some people do a video. Some people do a blog article. So we get to see it. Well, that's part of one of the things that Matt does, in addition to running Neo's as We are a, a legitimate media source for Universal Properties. Is that correct? This is true, yes. I don't know how okay. they haven't figured us out after six years, but we are. <laughs> so if you love that kind of stuff, Matt, and, and it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest uh, podcast out there about Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights hosts along with, uh, well, and, and now you have lots of people doing some hosting on mm-hmm. the catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. So it takes a village. 
It Takes a Village. In addition to special episodes of most of our shows on Neozaz, um, will there be a Pass the Popcorn Halloween special? Dave, that's a good question to ask. <laughs> There's got to be horror movies. Uh, There's got to be horror on movies coming out. That's the question I was going to ask. Is like, is there anything to do it on this year? Because everything that's seems to be a uh, some kind of money maker, be it a quick cash grab or a blockbuster, seems to be pushed off right now. Yeah, like Candyman's been pushed off. But there's um, always things on the streaming services that yeah. are new movies. That Kevin Bacon movie just came out with him I and Amanda Seyfried. You could do that, you know. Like, that's we on could. Peacock now, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to watch that movie. I want to hear what you guys say. Maybe we could do a, a, a commentary on on something. There, yeah, you, there go. you go. So like look for that. Slasher, like, um, like well, there's Sleepaway Camps. Remember those ones back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. You think it was like an old classic, stupid horror one? Chopping Maybe like uh, you know, like Army of Darkness or something. Or uh... all right. So we're just talking about this now. By the time you hear this, it'll be October. So look for sure. that. Look for other, any other special episodes. What we've decided to do as Star Wars in character is discuss the times that Star Wars scared us. I don't know what you guys have as your lists, and it isn't necessarily a top five, but just some ideas of times when Star Wars scared us. Most of mine are from when I was little. I don't know what you guys did. Oh, um, okay. Okay. Did you pick one singular one? One came to mind immediately. I know that for a fact. I got. Okay. I have one for each original movie, and they're three very different interpretations of scared and then i have one that's more modern i i was actually surprised to find out the the what i'm going to reference came out in 2006 i thought it was only like five or six years ago but in my adult age that was like it's like okay i gotta turn this off Seriously? yep okay all right well we'll go through i mean it sounds like we all did it differently we're just going to have an open discussion here about the time star wars scared us in honor of october we should mention since we're recording this Pretty fairly well before Halloween. We did pose this question on Facebook, and if you answered, we're going to talk about that as well. So you might have forgotten that, and a lot of posts might have come and gone since then, but this is kind of a reminder that you, if you answered that, you're participating in this as well. Yeah, you put it up in well, how many comments were there? 74, I think, 72 right now. Keeps growing every time I look at it. I'm like, man, I only wanted this thing to be an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Chris, why don't you go first? What was the one thing that it... Popped in your head immediately, and then maybe any honor, honorable mentions. Well, I think this has to be on, on a lot of people's lists and all. Is it, and I just saw it today. I uh, the Empire Strikes Back came out in theaters for the 40th anniversary. I uh, went to the theater to see it on the big screen, even though I could see it, you know, here. <laughs> but um, it has to be where Luke goes into the cave and cuts off Vader's head. Ooh, and, and yeah, and Luke's head's inside and. When we were what seven eight, I guess seven we, yeah yeah when that when that was out and all seeing you know someone's head get cut off number one was um scary as hell and then when it, it the mass blew apart and there's Luke's face looking at Luke I mean I don't know what the fuck's going on I'm seven <laughs> yeah do you think it was not only part of like the part of the uncertainty and what it like it was confusing yeah so that made it even scarier because i was like 
that's I, that's Luke, the lightsaber, and he just hit Vader. Now Vader's inside Vader. Is Luke playing Vader too? Is that Luke inside Vader? Like it's fucking. It's a major mind fuck at seven years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's the look on his face. Yeah, yeah. That's the scariest thing. It's the best acting Hamill ever did. <laughs> <laughs> What's Tim laughing at? I just think it's a it's the best acting. He's like, eh, just I don't, and I think I think it was I think that was that wasn't even actually his face. I think that was a model. Like they they made a little casting of. Him. Are you but serious? The eyeball. Yeah. So huge. Looking at at you know cool uh, about Luke. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's- I think that was I think that was actually uh I don't think that's actually. Mark Hamill's face, and I think it's a, I think it's a, yeah, like a casting of it, and they put it in there. I never, I never knew that. <laughs> I just, I'm, I, that- I might be, I might be wrong, but I, but I'm eighty percent certain. All right, I'm gonna watch it tomorrow too in theaters. But it's a, yeah, it's this that wide open, dead eye look. Yeah, <laughs> and his mole. <laughs> I was afraid of that, you know, more than anything. But yeah, that that just when you're that age and in the dark cave, you know, you're afraid of caves, number one. Yeah. At, at that age. And then Vader's head getting cut off. I don't know. It was just really fucking freaky. Matt, that was a pretty common answer on the thread, wasn't it? it yeah, actually, that was. That came up quite a few times. So you're not alone. Yeah. Oddly enough, that's not my one from Empire. Oh, okay. And I can give mine what now is, from there. Yeah. Okay, here's here's the thing. And, and the, these are, I mean, I am still to this day, and I think that's one of the reasons I've always loved the first night of Halloween. Why the first night of Halloween Horror Nights is like always unmatched because I am a sucker for jump scares. It's like I know in movies they're cheap, they're easy, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, they get me. I love them. Those freaking videos that show up on Facebook where it's like, make sure you stare at this dot and then this fucking hurdy, horrific thing pops up from the screen. Yeah. That gets me every time. <laughs> jump. I'm yeah. like, I'm a sucker for like for those jump scares. So, you know, whatever. It is what it is. The first time, and, and here's the thing. Once I know they're there, they never bother me again. That's why all the runs to the haunted houses are generally not the same. But this this got me the first time. It never got me again. In fact, once I was over it, I could actually see how un- frightening it was but the very first shot of the wampa that surprise shot with that john williams strike in the music and the roar i jumped out of my freaking seat (laughs) and he attacked luke yeah and then i remember i remember seeing this with like is he like it had to be like cub scouts or i guess no i think boy scouts was older than that whatever it was whatever our local stupid thing was called i hated being in that thing so it didn't matter we um, I remember we all went to see it together, and my father was one of the chaperones. And I said, and we were all talking about the movie, what we liked and what was great. And I said, when that thing attacked Luke, that was, that scared me out of my seat. And my father, the ever supportive, said, "That stupid looking white cookie monster thing." I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Made you feel awful. Yeah, <laughs> but then he was right. You know, once I got past the initial shock but yeah that jump scare i mean the first time i saw that in the in the theater man i, I left that on my seat i'm an easy mark with that shit i'll admit it that's a good one though and i think in the the thing with the dark side cave with like i read some of the comments the thing that people were really scared by was yoda 
I saw this on several people's comments when Luke says, I'm not afraid. And he goes, you will be yeah. like that it's scared it. the shit out yeah. of people. And then he leans in twice and says it again. And his eyes, it's all in, this, in his eyes. His little teeth are going. <laughs> so it was, it was that like foreboding warning that scared people. Which I guess I never thought of it being scary, but it is like, it is kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Mine I'm from. I was telling Matt and all, I we saw it today, and I was for the first time ever in whatever so many years, forty years, I guess. I never admired the skill that Frank Oz, I guess, had as Yoda, and when he does those, you will be in the eyes and leaning in with his with his hand, whatever, and the ears wiggling. I mean, he made Yoda like kind of creepy at at that age. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, mine from Empire. And this really might not have a lot to do with Star Wars, but it's something that I'm afraid of anyway. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little claustrophobic, and I never really thought about it. But I remember being seven, and the idea that Han Solo was going to be put into this metal that was going to melt around him, I think the idea of Han Solo suffocating to death as a seven-year-old kid Really, really scared me. Wow. Well, I'm afraid of that now, too. Thanks, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) And then after he's in it, to know that now he's trapped in there and, and, you know, Lando says he's alive and in perfect hibernation. Like, he's, he's in there and awake and alive in that position and unable to move and probably barely breathing. That scared the crap out of me when I was little. That's a good one, though, yeah. You think, Tim, do you have any from Empire? Do you think he well, saw and heard he... everything like Demolition Man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I had to make a Demolition Man you, reference. You kind of you kind of stole mine. I I was never really scared of anything in Star Wars. I don't, which is to say, I don't recall ever being frightened. But I do find that the, the idea of, A, walking up to what's essentially your execution. Yeah. Uh, is a terrifying thought. Um, and B, yeah, be getting being in there, and even if you're only awake for a brief period in that in that encasement, it's got to be like terrifying. It's just that that those moments where you're you're completely immobile, one hundred percent. It's a waking death. If you if you fade if if you fade out you don't even know where 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 one your wake life begins and your hibernation or your wake life ends and your hibernation begins because everything is completely blacked out. It's just that that it's like a buried alive kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, Tim made it even scarier. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I like I, I can't even like I can't even imagine. It, it, I mean, it's literally it's it's like him going up to the gallows. And I can't even, I can't imagine that feeling of knowing of, uh, you know, like you see, you seeing the rope that you're going to hang from. So he sees this thing that he's going to go into and he knows he's not going to come out of it the same, you know, you walk up the 13 steps or whatever it is. And you, yeah, it's just, uh, just, just that idea of, of knowing your, 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 this is that, this is where it ends. And, 
but he, but he's in there. It's it's uh, you know like when uh, there's those stories about people who have gotten their head cut off by the guillotine, uh, and they and their eyes and, are still and like yeah, their eyes are blinking oh, and you can and their their mouths are moving, <laughs> you know, and having those having those few Christ. few seconds of still being conscious. Uh, yeah, to be to to even even if it is only ten, we'll say ten seconds inside that carbonation, it's got to those ten seconds would be like the worst ten seconds of hell. Yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. that's I, it's it's I wouldn't say it's scary, but it's definitely disturbing. It's, disturbing, and it's definitely one of those yes. things that'll 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 keep you up if you're if you really think about it. It's like, oh fuck, why couldn't they just shoot me in the head? I'm glad we're talking about this now after I saw the movie because <laughs> yeah. you're making it for you to watch now. Like I just want you know, if I was on solo, you're like, okay, we could have you talk about rabbits and we could shoot in the back of the head, or we could put you in the carbon. <laughs> I'd be like, rabbits, rabbits, rabbits. Joey, tell me about the rabbits. <laughs> the rabbits. <laughs> Tim put Tim, you you described that perfectly. Because that's what's that's what scares me about it. <sighs> that much more eloquently than i did my list it is that idea that that buried alive idea like when you guys watch movies where a character gets buried alive don't you doesn't your like butt clench (laughs) it's mostly when the um dirt gets thrown in top of the coffin and the light that the guy can see is is now all dark and black and he's just in there yeah and you just slowly more than likely just suffocate to death yeah. Right. And the person still they like they still have hope, but they can barely move. Like, I mean, they have, there was that whole movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds. It was called Buried. Buried, yeah. That's a great movie. It's hard to watch. Yeah. It's, and it's... the stuff from Kill Bill. My favorite is um, The Vanishing Ugh. with Jeff Bridges and Kiefer Sutherland. That is not my favorite in terms of <laughs> making me uneasy. <laughs> well, I guess maybe right. it is my favorite then, but. Oh yeah, Kiefer is- Sutherland buried in in alive is it's I think it's the most it's the most well done buried alive thing, and that's the same feeling that I get from Han Solo mm. or like in Dick Tracy when they put lips manless, you know, in the bath. No, not the bath, lips. You know, <laughs> not the bath, big boy. Oh, not the bath. Where they where they put him and they dump him in in concrete, but they don't they don't they don't go all the way to his head. Then they shut the thing and drop it in the water. It's like, holy shit. Lips manless. You didn't deserve this. <laughs> Not the bath, big boy. Tim always brings it back to Dick Tracy. He always bring, brings up the dick. Always. I love <laughs> Dick Tracy. Chris, did you have any others? Well, if and and like Matt with the um, jump scares, and it's also an empire. And as a young kid and all, it, it, it was the Minoc popping up for the first yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. That it's was almost like when you first see Jaws, you know, or something that you had no idea. All of a sudden, bam! And I think uh, Carrie Fisher does a does a great scream after she fucking sees it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was on. I saw that a lot on that the. Was just, uh, that was yeah, and that was that was another jump scare too. But the wampa stuck with me more apparently because that's what I thought of immediately. When I put it on what do you think list. would have happened, man, if you would have seen, if they would have done the whole Wampa scene in special editions at our age? Do you think you'd be scared seeing it? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's the startleness of it. It wasn't that scary of an incident. I mean, it's not fun to see the hero of the movie 
um, get knocked down and and drug away. But it was it was the shock of it. I I, I don't know if it was if it would get me as much as an adult. It's hard to say. I mean, the movie's forty five years old, but today, right? It's yeah. That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot of time seeing that to try to figure out how I'd respond now. What was yours, Matt? From a new hope. This one is a little strange. It's like it's 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 a type of fear, but it didn't really pan out. It was like the anticipation of something was going to happen, and I guess it did, but it wasn't as scary as I thought. And it was when you first saw the Dianoga eye followed by Luke saying there's something alive down here and something yeah. does happen, but I think my mm-hmm. imagination built it up to, it was going to actually be worse than what we saw on screen. Okay. That's on my, uh, that's, that's on my list as one of the things and it, and, and the extenuation of the, the Dianoga thing and dragging him under, it is the idea, at least when you're seven, that yeah. they're going to be crushed yeah. alive. Oh yeah. So it was maybe more the crushing than the Dianoga, although that was scary when we were little. Right. Now you know it's stupid. <laughs> you laugh at it. <laughs> and I, I, I even think how that scene was filmed, how how they're crushing, however the camera was held or something, it does look like those walls are almost touching. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's that's on my list as a as a, at least a possibility. Yeah, Tim, what about you? Did you have any other ones? No, um, I mean, there's there's the the general like scariness of say the Rancor. Um, I, I think I think it's it, it just dying for someone's entertainment is uh, you know or or. Or even in uh, the Wampa, like you're not you're not dead, but you're you're gonna become something's meal. <laughs> you're gonna be, to, become the Wampa shit. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> to realize that you're going to be eaten. Like it's one of those things. Like you don't oh you don't wake up oh rise and shine sunshine, and you're like <laughs> I'm gonna be eaten today. And the and the thought of something chomping down on you and eating your flesh and you being digested and unceremoniously shat is <laughs> I, I, I mean it's just yeah or you know like the, like the walking dead really does a does a good job of it of just you know, just a feeding frenzy upon mm-hmm. you and it's just like, ah you just just being bitten and uh, just all, uh, yeah not not pleasant not pleasant I don't like it <laughs> don't like it. <laughs> I don't want to get oh, bit. I don't like it. Turn it off. No, but uh, but yeah, like like the rancor, especially like having people laugh at you. I was watching. I was watching. Uh, um, this isn't Star Wars, but this is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. And I was watching. Um, there's a there's a scene where they're ejecting people out of the airlock. Oh, okay. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And you're and and they're all laughing and the, and having that last moment of your life staring back as you slowly freeze and become one with literally one with the universe while you're staring at, at people pointing and laughing at you and yeah. dancing at your death. That's the kind of thing that's like you, your, your whole life leads up to this moment when your the, your, your life just leads up to dying for someone else's entertainment. And that's uh that's kind of like, that's a, that's a, also a disturbing thought in, yeah, uh, Return of the Jedi, and also if, if for the Sarlacc, it's the same thing. You're you're dying for someone else's 
you're being executed for someone else's jollies. Yeah. But if you had the force and all, and you were out in space, you can just fly back in, Tim. <laughs> you, yeah, well, yes, as as we learned in uh, you know, seven episodes into a nine or uh, eight episodes into a nine episode series, you can fly through space. Yes. <laughs> the Sarlacc, yeah. the Sarlacc thing. I I was ten for Return of the Jedi, and so once again, like not something I was just like scared of, but unsettling. The yeah. idea of being digested over a thousand years is that, something that blew my 10-year-old mind. That was a little unsettling, too, because you could grasp the fact that you weren't going to live for a thousand years, but the fact that it would take your body to dissolve, a thousand years to dissolve meant it wasn't a quick death in any really in any which way you looked at it. Yeah. And then reading that Tales of Jabba's Palace book after it and the stuff with Boba Fett getting out of there. Um, I remember that story when he's down there, he's there's, there's tons of people down there in different states of digestion. Oh, I didn't even think of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At some point, some of them are still lucid and he's having conversations with people. I remember what are you in? What are you in for? He loses his leg in that story. It was, wasn't there like a detail that when you got kind of, I don't know what you would say, captured or, or wrapped up into the walls of the digestive tract of the Sarlacc, that it was, not only was it feeding on you, but it was also keeping you like alive in a sense. Yes. Like it was, it was a, mm. it was a symbiotic relationship, but the Sarlacc was definitely taking more than it was giving. So it like prolonged the pain even longer. Yep. Oh yep. God, that's but- awful. So he he's down there like talking to people. Yeah, and he does How end up getting out. But I remember he lost like the bottom part of it, like his left leg or something in that story because it had been digested. And he had diabetes. Yeah, he got he got he got cleaved. I couldn't get out of it fast enough because of the leg. <laughs> is that a, is that how he talks to him? That's 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 cleague talking, but. But you know, if you if you go through that sort of situation, obviously some of that acid is going to make it down your throat, and you're like, ah. <laughs> Man, everyone down your- here sounds like B. Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> what was your Return of the Jedi one? Okay, this was this was a different type of fear. It wasn't. It was an anxiousness, which when it's a bad anxiousness, that's a type of fear. I I can I'm thinking about this and I remember the sensation of my heart kind of tightening in my chest and racing a little bit because I didn't know what I was about. I knew I was about to see something, but I didn't know what it was and I didn't know how I was going to react. And it was it, it felt like now watching it, it's like it's a 3-4 second build up. Then it felt like forever until we got to the reveal. And it's the whole time Luke is undoing Vader's mask. I I could just remember my heart racing my chest getting tight and me wondering what the fuck we were going to see because I had no idea and I didn't know how I was going to react to it. This is going to be the face that large Marge makes. (laughs) (laughs) It looked like this. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. I hadn't thought about that at all. Well, that that's like from, from empire. You see the back of his head. You're like, what is that? And that's what I think was what it was. I mean, the back was awful to look at. What's the rest going to look like? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I remember even going as far as getting the the Star Wars graphic novel, or if it was even called graphic novels back then, checking it out from the Quaketown Library, the James A. Michener Library. 
<laughs> and they they wouldn't they this is before i even saw the movie and they had the scene but they didn't show his face like yeah. they showed uh, luke lifting off the 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 helmet and then the next panel is luke holding the front of the mask and just like looking at him but you never saw the front of vader's face i was like damn it. i'm not gonna know until i see the movie and, and like it kept getting the anticipation well it's kind of almost like the the Dianoga one, but this one had a little more of a payoff. It was almost like the 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 anxiousness and the anticipation of what I was about to see was killing me more than what actually happened. What what would have been scarier? What you actually saw, or if they like instead of casting old Sebastian Shaw, they put William Hickey in that in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> The blessing. <laughs> I would have loved that. That'd have been great. <laughs> Did the room clear out? <laughs> Hell no. That's my stogie. Did I break wind? That's not the power core of the Death Star. That's the light on the freaking sewage plant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was great. Um, I, mine has a, like, I mean, I have honorable mentions, like it's a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about. My thing, my go-to thing hasn't been said, and it is probably because, and I've said this on this show and other shows a lot, I wasn't allowed to watch anything that was the least bit controversial or anywhere close to being R-rated. Now we were four years old when a new hope came out. So I certainly wasn't seeing anything like that when I was four, but I can imagine my little four-year-old self and my eyes popping out of my head at the sight of those two burned skeletons (laughs) on, on the homestead. Those are the first dead bodies I ever saw in a movie. They were still smoking I know, you know, like, I mean, it was a skeleton. You can certainly see that this has been a murder has happened. And I remember being scared to death of that as a four year old. That's the thing that I think scared me most about Star Wars, the murder of the lar- of the <laughs> Lars. Yeah. It's just like when I was little now, now, you know, we've made jokes about this for 10 years. You yeah. know, <laughs> we've, we've written songs about this. Right. But as a four-year-old little 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 Diamond Dave, <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> that blew my little that blew my little mind. That and maybe Luke losing his hand as a seven-year-old. I didn't care when the Wampa, you know, got chopped, and I don't even think I cared when. Walrus man lost his arm. Like that's really the only blood that we saw. I didn't necessarily care about that, but it was the fact that it was Luke losing his hand Mm, that made that scary. So I know, I know we were 10 when we saw Jedi and it's, it's brought up a lot today at the end during the whole party and the Ewoks are banging. They're playing the drums on a, on stormtroopers helmets (laughs) and they're banging (laughs) (laughs) and they're banging. Did we think back then that there's that they cut their heads off, or did you just think they're the helmets are off? Because uh, I, I never thought twice about like yeah, where, where are the, the where are the corpses of the yeah of, where's the bodies of the of the helmets of the stormtroopers? Yeah, in the wood, out in the woods. I mean, they they certainly were going to eat 
Han and Luke. Yeah. So yeah. they're not above eating people. So do you think that they that they ate them? But we, we didn't think that when we were ten at all. Nah. Yeah. I, no. I didn't think that. But we've had we made a case for Ewok with a taste for human flesh and for being somewhat cannibals over the years. So now I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I have a feeling. I don't know how long the rebel Alliance was hanging out there on Endor after the fact of, after this battle, but I have a feeling that they were probably out of the sight of the rebels taking the dead, the dead stormtroopers, dead Ewoks, dead rebels, into a separate location of the woods and were preserving them, making them like jerky. (laughs) Salting them down like jerky. Yeah. Salting them. Slim Jims. Pickling. All that sort of stuff. Went to coming yub nub, you know, and and putting, you know. (laughs) After every line, they just say yub nub. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) How are you today, yub nub? Fine, yub nub. Look at my dick, yub nub. Everybody. There's a lot of widows up there in the trees these days. <laughs> so I'm having the best sex of my life. Yub dub. <laughs> There's a giant Ewok bunker filled with Ziploc bags. Yeah. You just throw <laughs> these guys in them. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking they're, they're going to have the best winter ever. They're probably, they're probably good for several winters uh, with all of the, the stormtrooper. Yeah, but there's no way Ewoks can move stormtrooper bodies. There's, there's not, no way. Maybe not one, but you hack it up. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, he's God right. Damn you, you hack it up. You, 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 or, or you're out there in the field and you just strip the flesh off of it and just leave the bones. Um, yeah, Tim is thinking like an Ewok. I was going like, to say. Well, yeah, like, 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 like there, there are hunters that will do that. They'll, they'll clean the, they'll clean their, 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 their prey out there in the in in the woods, like you can, it's it's hard to get the whole deer home, so they'll they'll hang it up, drain it, and cut the meats. Jeez, there's a cut bunch the of meats. predators out there. It sounds like. we've got the meats. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, I I, I would think I would sorry, I, had to throw I would think there. that the the Ewoks would not put would not forego the amount of food that is out there. Uh, at that time, they would they would make the best of it. I have a feeling the rebels will probably take their dead and bury them somewhere, but or 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 bring them wherever. But I but I think that the the Imperials were chow down over the next season or two. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Does anybody else have any others? I actually have one from Revenge of the, or what's it called? Re- was this of oh, Skywalker Rise or Skywalker? <laughs> okay. Skywalker Rise. I was gonna wonder if anyone had anything from the new movies or the prequels or whatnot. This didn't scare me. I mean, I wasn't scared by it, but I I love documentaries and the idea of cults and studying cults. I find it fascinating, and they didn't do enough with it. But I think the idea of that weird Sith cult. Mm-hmm. At the end of Rise of Skywalker, okay. yeah, okay. Like the, there's a few shots where it's dark and you just see a stadium full of creepy figures, like balding figures that are in this Sith cult. I mean, it didn't scare me. I wasn't like sitting there like clutching my popcorn. Right. But I like I like that idea. I wish they would have done a little more with that. It could have gotten really dark. 
No time is the right time. The no time is the right time. The no time is the right time. <laughs> so I, I mean, I, I think that that could have been scary. And and I'm and I'm thinking of what a small child may have thought in watching that. I think they would have been scared by the well, end that's of what, a rise of Skywalker. That's what I think of a kid. You know, imagine being four or five, like we were when we saw a New Hope, seeing Rens of the Sith, seeing Anakin burning up, burning alive. Yeah, yeah. That's that a, must have like scarred some people at that age. I was thinking if I had been the same age I was seeing actually either of the trilogies, I would probably have had had more scary parts because of the the more. That's I'm not gonna say these movies are more graphic or violent, but it's 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 the the over the topness you can do with CGI and computer animation that yeah. the other ones didn't quite have because you know they're doing practical effects and there's a certain there's I'm not saying one's better than the other but I'm saying as a as a five year old seeing those I, they probably I probably would have want to walked away with a few more stories than the original trilogy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Young people today have seen more at the age that we saw those things than, than we yeah, ever would yeah. have. They're they're desensitized to things. So you show a yeah. small nothing small, shocks them now. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you, you you show a seven year old a new hope now. They're like, what the, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> like, wait, 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 what are you showing me? Like, well, I would say yes and no, but I would I would think this this movie was made for ten year. We'll say that Star Wars was made for ten year olds. <laughs> the movies today that are made for 10 year olds are almost so wiped away of anything that's remote for the most part, remotely scary. Like they, they'll, they'll, they'll look at a movie and say, uh, like goosebumps. Um, I didn't, you know, that might be as scary as a movie could be now these days for a 10 year old. Huh. But I, 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 but I, but I think in the past, you know, like like uh, Indiana Jones, those are scarier movies. Monster Squad was a pretty scary movie for a kid. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yeah. Saturday, oh, yeah. Saturday the 14th, even though it was a comedy, it was still kind of scary for a kid. Um, but I think today, I don't, I don't think movies that are even like just a little bit creepy, um, are, are, like kids don't watch those. They like. There, there was that. What was that movie? Uh, Scary stories to tell in the dark that came out last year. That actually was had some real creepy shit in it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that uh, you know, that's a that that that's a once in a blue moon kind of thing, right? Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think kids, I don't think kids these days are exposed to as many like scary things in movies. They, I mean, they see scary things in real life on the news, true, and yeah. and other things, and and on the internet, but. Like the movies that come out today, I don't think are as scary as uh, they were when we were kids. I think I think the mostly jump scares, like in all that yeah. Insidious and Annabelle and something else that's out there. They're all the same kind of movie anymore. Yeah, they are all very similar. They're yeah. the same. They have the same damn people on them. Yeah. Patrick <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> Patrick, I had no idea until a month ago when I watched all of them. I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna watch the Conjuring or whatever they call it <laughs> so i watch those and they're they're okay and i don't mind them and i'm like well i gotta watch insidious now i gotta get that in there you know patrick wilson and conjuring and insidious no idea that they were separate sagas 
and he's not even playing the same character. So what does this guy do? He just he does the same movie, <laughs> but just just different different entire entire series. I was so confused <laughs> <laughs> how Insidious fit into The Conjuring. But I digress. But I digress. Does anyone have any other ones, or I, is this about it? I did have one. Like I said, it was fairly recent. It was I listened to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts while I to fall asleep to. And when I listened to uh, a lot of those are the Star Wars ones, especially um, since getting an Audible subscription. And I'll put this whole playlist together, and I'll kind of I usually can get in like two chapters worth of information, roughly. And then the thing keeps playing, so I'll go back and and kind of guess where I was listening to. Well. I was towards the end of one book, so it finished while I fell asleep, and it went into another one, and it went into Death Troopers, and it's a book we talked mm-hmm. about before, and it's the, um, it's kind of like the 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 zombie story of Star Wars. It's actually, I I really enjoy it. Some people bitch and complain because Han Solo and Chewbacca, and they think that's dumb, and why they never talk about it in any of the Star Wars, and yada yada yada. I'm like, it's it's a, it's a book. That's why no one cares about the books. They almost <laughs> they're almost as inconsequential as the comics, but. <laughs> The the chapter titles. This is what happened. It was like it's like three, four in the morning. I'm waking up because I'm at the age where I have to get up and use the bathroom in the middle of the night every night. So I'm just yep. waking up and I'm, I hear that there's something playing in my ear, and then the chapter changes, and I hear the chapter change, and I'm like, okay, I'm turning this the fuck off, and I'll play you one as a demonstration because I still have it on my iPad here. So here's what I heard waking out of a very deep sleep. Chapter nine. Chapter nine. Descent. Descent. So that's when I decided I I'm not listening to that right now. That music, <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> and if you've ever listened to a Star Wars audiobook, like the first few were the like any other audiobook. It's just a guy reading. I'd say maybe three, four years into it, they really made them audio productions. They put in sound effects and whatnot. And this one was like once the story got going, it's like, okay, I cannot listen to this before I go to bed. <laughs> I can listen to it in the car driving, but not not going to bed. That's cool. Well, I know that we said that we like and this is, you know, at the end of September when we record this, put a thing on Facebook for yep. people to give theirs, and we did get a lot. So if for some reason you missed that when this episode was posted and we didn't mention yours, let us know on our social media, which is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, just search for the podcast and you'll find it along with Neo Zaz and any of the Halloween specials that we're doing for any of the shows, which are a lot, which are all free and available for download because of Patreon. Uh, if you want to give us a buck to keep, shows like this going free and completely available from the beginning it's a patreon slash neozaz and uh, by doing that you also uh, get a lot of exclusive content that we make available only to our patreon subscribers so uh happy halloween guys yeah <laughs> boo so here's happy. here's some of the things people said that we haven't talked about i'll actually go through and mentions the, the ones it's people took the time to write. So Matt Haberman, he mentioned the Digabot cave scene. He also throws in there. It was, it was, uh, he was seven years old in May of 1980s. His seven year old mind couldn't just could, could not grasp what was going on. 
Adam Miller talked about the mind knock jump. He also said he was very young when uh, Sith came out. So Anakin burning alive was something he hadn't seen before. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah, the official historian of Swick, she mentions the Minoc as well. Uh, she also says the Dark Side Cave and Dagobah in general is super creepy, which is true, especially yeah. when he first gets yeah. there before you even really get to know Yoda and what's going on. That is, I think, and it's supposed to be unsettling to not only Luke, but the audience. Um, Ryan says the look on Han's face when he's frozen in carbonite, which is another level or layer to yeah. everything you guys were saying. He's like, like, like yelling almost, you know? Yeah. Um, Dave, uh, Vince says EV nine, uh, 99 said the droid getting his feet burnt. He said to this day, it horrifies him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Said he once stood on a set of hair straighteners. So he knows how it feels. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was actually burn his foot on George Foreman grill. <laughs> yeah. When he read that, I remember the the awful sounds that the droid that was being torn apart that kind of looked like a, a silver two one B. Yeah. I remember the yeah. noises he was making when he was getting torn apart was awful. Yeah. Let's see, uh Albert Padilla, who's been on the show and he was on a, on your um uh, I forget which best of Pfizer was. I should, because we just had this discussion, because we had a file incident recently. The Revenge of the Sith one. That was it. He mentions, what does he mention? He said the cave on Dagobah, like we had mentioned. Um, and he's actually adding elements to it as well, with the slowing down, the red glow you see before you see Vader's saber, which he's right. You do hear it, and you see like red light, but you don't see the saber yet. I forgot about that detail. Yeah, it's a, sa- it's, it's a Jaws theme before Jaws attacks. <laughs> yeah. <right>. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jericho mentions the, the, uh, cave as well. Simon Isbell, he said he was nine years old. He was, and he was terrified of C-3PO because he <laughs> couldn't see his mouth move, but there was a voice coming out of it. That's, that's, wow. that's what's that? That's interesting. I yeah. never really thought about something like that. Yeah, me neither, but I could see, you know, that being a little creepy if you're not really, uh, I, I saw Star Wars, I've told this story a thousand times, a year after it came out, so I knew every detail of every character from all the kids who couldn't keep their goddamn mouth shut for a year on the playground, so <laughs> I knew what was what. Uh, let's see. Oh, James mentioned Vader without his helmet in Empire. Uh, yeah. Jay yeah. Scott, he said, let's see, he's wrote something long. Let me try to paraphrase him. Oh, uh, Jay Scott mentions the Vader and troopers busting in and killing humans right out the gate. He wasn't sure and not knowing what they were. Were they robots? Were they aliens? And were they the the whole question of this this onslaught of slaughter? Which is true. This the, actually the the movie, even though it's laser guns, the movie actually starts pretty violently when you actually see yeah. people killing everyone in sight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Death. This one's interesting. Robert says, "Funny for me, the scariest thing about." Empire Strikes Back was something not in the movie. Waiting in line outside of the theater, they were selling a making of program book, and in it they showed a incomplete Tauntaun maquette, and his head was bright red was a bright red mold, but it looked like it was covered in blood. My eight year old brain imagined all sorts of horrible things, so I couldn't bear <laughs> to watch any scenes with the Wampa in it. <laughs> uh. Um, Sam, we mentioned him earlier. He said the first thing that pops his mind is into his mind is a rancor. Cody says, um, 
when Darth Vader chokes Captain Antilles and lifts him off the ground and throws him against the wall. That is actually pretty intense. Not he mentions it. This is one. This is actually one that gave me a little anxiety as a little kid. And it was the, and it's because of the music, the sound and the camera work. Chris says the uh, interrogator droid moving towards uh, Leia yeah. or Leia. Uh, God, yeah. I keep saying my neighbor's name towards Leia. Yeah. That, that needle. Everybody, everybody's afraid of needle. True. Yeah. 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 Little especially. Yep. Aaron says the frog thing in the beginning of Jedi is a five-year-old. The, the, big one that eats the other creature was terrifying <laughs> uh jamie mentions the trash compactor um bryce says star wars when i was younger was the prequels so what scared me most was hayden christian's acting <laughs> why <laughs> uh, hondo says he still has anxiety over the trash compactor theme daryl mentioned dagobah as well Derek says, when he was a young child, Hammerhead used to scare scared the shit out of him was the words mm. he actually used. Oh, that's, that's a good one. He said, he said he used to have recurring nightmares of it getting closer or getting chased by him around the school playground. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, oh, <laughs> man, that's, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan says the Empire or the Emperor scared him, especially when he's using Force Lightning on Luke. It actually uh, and tried to persuade his parents not to take him to see the movie again. Damn. I don't know any kid that didn't want to go see uh, Star Wars again. Um, Scott says when Empire Strikes came, uh, Strikes Back came out, the space slug was probably the thing that scared him most. Okay. Johnny says as a kid, Ula's scream when she gets eaten gave him the chills. And he said, "Now Grandpa Itchy's happy ending gives him the chills." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Elton says, "I always worried about being garroted whilst riding my bike the way those fucking Ewoks did it to that speeder pilot in the forest." Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. John says, Yoda, he was too similar to E.T. All right. I'll take that. Although I like Yoda. Matt's on board. I like E.T., yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kara says, the Emperor electrocuting Luke, he seemed unstoppable, scary, and Luke seemed like he was done. I lost hope. Well, Kara, did, oh, did you ever find a new hope? Another one for the Rancor from Trevor. Bib Fortuna. This has actually come up a couple of times. This is the first one in here. I know that's going to come up later. Jay says Bib Fortuna, and he still kind of does, especially when he opens his, his mouth all wide when Jabba gives orders. Yeah, yeah. Another Minoc, another Rancor, another Luke taking Vader's helmet off. Um, oh, this one, okay. Uh, I remember being scared as an adult with the whole Emperor versus Mace Windu lightning climax scene. It was pretty disturbing the first time seeing it as a razor being deflected back into Palpatine and it was melting his face down. That was such a great shocking scene. Yeah, that was actually, that's another horrific scene because then yeah, it ends with Mace Windu getting his hands cut off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, that, that transformation into the wrinkled creek, creepy emperor that would have messed me up when I was little. Yeah. yeah. That would have been one. Me too. Yep. Yep, if I'd been at the same age when I saw the original trilogy. And him like, yeah, let's just say, no, yeah. no, no. I'm too weak. I'm too weak. <laughs> Ryan says it came on Dagobah. Adam says, I think the Bowar marks monks scared me the most. Just they were just creepy. Ooh. And then Dave for the cannibal Ewoks. <laughs> yep, there it is. Cordell, as a kid, it was a toss-up between the Wampa and the sea creatures in episode one. Uh, Jamie, when Luke cut off, or I'm sorry, 
yeah, when Luke caught off Vader's hand and he started to, and he stared, sorry, stared at his glove, literally, Jesus Christ. When he stared at his glove, I literally thought Luke's hand had become Vader's hand. And if he cut off Vader's head, it was going to, going to wear Vader's helmet forever or something. Okay. Yeah. Damn. I see where you're going with that. That's, that's deep. Yep. <laughs> Vader's unmasking. Oh, this was good. Uh, it was mentioned before, but Jonathan says, when Ula is fed to the Rancor, we hear it, but we have no idea what it is. I, again, that's a movie, you know, I've seen a thousand times. I wish I could remember what the first, uh, my first f- reaction was to that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes was, not seeing it is way scarier. Yeah. I was upset when, when Java ate Ula's pet frog. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we got another Dagobah. Um, Eric Moore says, what scares him most in Star Wars when he was a kid was Mark Hamill's eye makeup in the holiday special. <laughs> what, what does he say you mean you don't know where he is <laughs> yeah, you, you don't know where he is <laughs> uh, Matthew says the cave more specifically when Yoda says you will be you will be which we discussed followed right behind with Jeff saying yeah. Yoda saying you will be in the firelight of Dagobah uh, another one for the Wampa uh, Christopher says when that fucking Minox stuck to the Falcon's window it still gets me another one for Bib <laughs> Fortuna um matthew says when my parents told me we're never going to watch the original film again and then last one in this one that we've gotten since recording another one for the minox so we've got yeah there's a couple we talked about and a couple new ones so yeah this is some scary ass shit <laughs> <laughs> now i'm scared too scared to go to bed right now <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you to everybody yeah, don't put that on when you go to yeah, sleep. Yeah, don't put that on. You're better off putting your Halloween Horror Nights ambient sound there you on. Go. <laughs> <laughs> put on the Midnight Syndicate soundtrack. Well, thanks to all those people that weighed in. Um, like we said, we just, Matt put it up, and within, a, oh, I don't know, an hour or two, there was all these submissions. So nice to know that you guys are out there and participating and you're not on any of our social media, especially our Facebook page, I guess. Uh, get on there because we're we're pretty active, and at least we'll answer any questions that we get to. So, but otherwise, I guess this is it. Yeah. Like I said, tune in, tune into uh, all of Neos' other Halloween productions, which during the month of October you can bet they'll be plentiful because nobody does Halloween like us here at Neos as. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the Neozaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information.